3: I have a new flavor in your air. You can do flavor in your air. I have a brand new flavor in your air. Quick, man. 1,000 degrees.
0: You'll be on your knees, and you'll be burning like seconds lead. But three, man, you need to bring food. I never them seeds. Seven, I like to stand off. I want to take them to stand off. You're crazy like that glue. I think that you can have.
4: Happy Friday, All-Porn family. It's your girl, Special K. bringing the good tonight. Um, tonight, we're going to be talking about girls against girls. Um, I was inspired by a book that I read and also some of the things that I'm doing right now, working with young ladies and collaborating with women and just seeing how, you know, women get along. So we're going to be talking about girls, going against girls, and women against women. So hopefully we have some ladies on the line that can kind of contribute to this conversation. Um, there is definitely a lot of science behind girls
0: and their the way they interact with one another. Please power and bless people.
2: people. Um, we're a l-
5: experiencing a little bit of technical difficulty right now. Um, please stay with us, stay with us online uh, while well, we get Special K back in the building. We thank y'all for uh, joining us and tuning in tonight. We definitely appreciate that. We'll just stay with us for a minute, and uh, we'll be right back and see you. And, Lady T, if you are in the building, can you press star 8? And, Dez, uh, I see you in the building. Can you press star 8?
2: Um,
5: so once the show gets rolling, you both can be unmuted already. All right. I believe Special K is back with us.
3: Special K, is that you? Hello, hello. Special K, that's you.
4: Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't okay. I this, just now. Okay.
5: The talk show has been giving us some issues lately, but no, you're here. We're here. Um, okay. Before you continue, I am going to unmute Daz so that she can be already unmuted and she can mute herself, and you know. When He's ready to talk uh, for dialogue, Are you ready for it. You can call her right. in. But that okay. is going the line.
4: All right. Thank you. Hey, Doug. <laughs> Hi.
0: Okay.
4: <laughs> I think the spirit of the girl just disconnected us just now. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I
2: didn't have my uh, phone on speaker. I didn't even hear what you just
4: said. I said, I think the spirit of the girl just disconnected just me off the line. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was like, uh-oh, what happened?
4: <laughs> I know. I oh, thought goodness. it was my no.
2: phone, but <laughs> glad you're no. here.
4: Yes, thank you. So, yes, the topic is Girls Against Girls. I'm glad I have another girl on the line. Um, but like I was saying, I chose this topic because of a, a book that I was reading, kind of trying to prep for a workshop that I'm doing um, with young girls regarding uh, conflict resolution. So, you know, I'm just trying to identify where the disconnect is with, with girls. Um, a lot of times in school, I even I've, I'm guilty of saying it, you know, it's like, oh, God, when you talk about a teenage girl, it's like the worst conversation. You're like, oh, what is she doing now? Or her mood swings or her attitude. Um, but there's reasons behind all of that and you know research has shown that of course we always know it's hormones that could be the issue and they're also saying that brain development um there's like a brain spurt change from the ages of 11 to 20 I can agree with that because on that time frame you feel crazy <laughs> as a girl between those two ages so there is a brain spurt that kind of controls our emotions during that time period. And that's usually the time when you're making friends, making your best friend and, you know, liking boys and and stuff like that. And we don't always make the best decisions during that time. And those bad decisions and, you know, basically those bad decisions sometimes creep into our lives later in life. So, Des, if you could just tell me if you felt like your high school, middle school, basically is when it starts getting crazy. But did you feel like you were a little nuts in middle school? Yeah, I, I agree. I think it start it started in middle school. Mhm. Yeah. Yep. It's like that transition from mm-hmm. elementary school ponytails to getting your hair straightened or getting your first relaxer. It's like something crazy happens. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And that was actually um, my first experience. It was about hair. So, yeah. in middle school. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because, yeah, you want to be older. Uh, you want to fit in. You you know, you want to make friends. Um, but sometimes I think girls may not be ready for that transition. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that kind of plays a part in, you know, how they relate to each other. Once they get into middle school, they're in competition mode who's going to get the boys' attention, who's going to be look the best, who's going to dress the best. And in elementary school, well, I'll say this. When I was in elementary school, that wasn't a concern. Um, but now there's a lot of young girls in elementary school who have those concerns, and I think that's just from, you know, the generation we're in, TV, you know, all those types of influences kind of it's getting to a point where the younger girls are now concerned about hair, and dress and boys, so um, but yeah, and then high school comes, and you've already been talked about, and <laughs> you already had five best friends that you're not friends with anymore, and you don't speak to anymore, so high school can be very difficult. I know it was difficult for me, so and what what did you feel about high school? Did you feel like it evened out, or it got worse um for me it got worse. It got worse in me because I had went through so much in middle school that by the time I entered high school, I had created this uh, defense mechanism. Um, I had this guard up and I said um, um, I'm not going to tolerate that which I've gone through in middle school throughout high school. So I came into high school with a different mindset and a different way of um, um, dealing with it all, like more so in a defensive way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You do because you don't trust. Now you don't trust anybody. Right. <laughs> yep. Middle school is is terrible. It's it's um, and you know now they're they condensed it. Well, where I live they condensed it to I think I think it's just seventh, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Um, I know in some areas they have all the elementary school kids all the way up to eighth grade in the same school. So, I, I, yeah, high school for me was the same way. I didn't have any friends in high school because middle school was so terrible. So, yeah, you do build up this wall, and that wall turns into she stuck up. She thinks she's mm-hmm. cute. <laughs> and then that's a whole nother that's a whole nother animal.
3: Because mm-hmm. you don't,
4: you really are probably insecure and you have the same issues that any other girl has, but because you're isolated, it now you're getting pissed off for something else. So, yes. Yeah. High school is was, was rough for me as well. I actually didn't go to my prime or my graduation because of a lot of the conflict I had in high school. But I've, you know, I think it carried on into adulthood for me. And would you say the same thing? Like, do you have friends that you've had since, like, elementary school or high school? No, I was um, never really one to have outside friends because I was, I was a, I come from a big family with a lot of cousins, so my cousins were my friends. So, but, and I was never, like, part of cliques. You know how in school they had like the the different cliques. You had the popular, like the most popular clique, and then I was never I never wanted to be really a part of any clique. I just wanted to be a free spirit, so to speak. Um, I I didn't get along. I got along with everybody that I wanted to get along with. Right. It's either I got along with you or I fought you. Wow! In, in high school, yeah, in high school, that's yeah. the way I came into high school because I was like teased a lot in middle school over the dumbest things, you know, having too much hair, my hair looked like a wig, or mm-hmm. not having the trendy um, clothes, um, you know. So by the time I got to high school, it was either it was either I got along with you or I literally fought you. It was yeah. there was no in between. Yeah, it was. It, I think high school is divided like that, and I think it's because of middle school experiences. With with boys, it's different, and I wish that girls could kind of, you know, take some notes from from boys because they don't hold on to grudges. <laughs> they could fight one day, and the next day, they could be friends. Uh, but we hold, we remember. Not that we hold grudges, but we remember everything. We mm-hmm. Remember details. You know, we could say, oh, in second grade, you know, you push me in the lunch line, and we'll carry that into high school and, and beyond. And I think that's um, – I definitely think that's
0: one of the issues with adult women as well. You know, we remember and we hold on to stuff. So um,
4: I definitely feel like girls need to have a separate, you know, like we – we do empowerment. We talk about empowerment all the time, but we need to talk about pro-social relationships between girls because I think now, especially now with social media and reality TV, it's it's normal. It's quote-unquote normal to be at odds with
0: another woman. Um,
4: so historically, women were in competition for men. So I think that kind of that kind of behavior and logic or way of, of being kind of trickled down to our generation. I think but so we're about the same age. I graduated in ninety six. So okay. yeah. Um I think that that frame of mind of okay, we gotta get the man and we gotta be, you know, attractive for the man, that kinda of trickled down to our generation because that definitely was an issue with with me in high school was, you know, Girls and their boyfriends, and they think, you know, whatever girls think. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it was all kinds of, it was, it was from one day to the next, it could have been, you looked at me wrong, to you were talking mm-hmm. to my boyfriend or, or something. So, um, and naturally, I think that that would be an issue between women. Um, since men were able to marry more than one woman, um, mm-hmm. that would make you feel competitive. And then once you're in a situation like that, and this is back in the day, <laughs> then you have to worry about being the favorite wife. So now nowadays it's not about being the favorite wife. It could be being the favorite baby mother, which is a whole nother, <laughs> a whole nother animal. So I think there's a lot of issues into why, but I think we definitely need to, you know, be pro-social with each other, because I don't know about you, but the best compliment in the world is going to come from a woman in my mm-hmm. eyes, you know, like, you know, if a if a woman compliments me on something, it means much more than if a man does, so
0: I think we definitely need to give back to Uh-oh. Did it occur again,
5: people? Bear with us, bear with us. Um, We have no idea what's going on. So she's been acting funny for a minute, y'all. So this is me, I mean, bear with us. I suppose you can't be back in the building. Hello,
4: hello, uh, hello.
5: Hello, hello. Hello. there
4: she is. Okay. All right, all right. What's happening? Okay. Okay. But, yes, I forgot what I was saying, but help me, Des. What was I saying? (laughs)
2: Um. What was the last
4: part. What was the last one about the oh, yes. different world of favorite talking. baby yes. mother? Yes. So I think that that now that's just the new age competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But that's not the the origins. I think the origins really is the the hormone levels, of course, and our emotions. And then that that kind of you know feeds other things. Um, but, like, right now, as as a 39-year-old, I don't have a, a best friend. I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have anybody I could call and, and tell, except for my mom, actually. My mom I can talk to. I can call. Um, but with your parents, you don't want to stress them out. You can not tell them mm-hmm. everything. You don't want to. But having a good girlfriend where you can say, oh, my God, I'm about to kill somebody, you know, and you know that they're going to keep your secret is kind of,
2: mm-hmm. I, I
4: have, you know, I've had one, girlfriend like that as a as a young person and she um, you know she's like with my boyfriend kind of thing so that, that's how that kind of turned out and the loyalty was different so it's, a, it's hard when you find out that wow we've been friends for 10 years but she doesn't feel for me what I feel for her like this whole time we've been in competition in her eyes she just wanted mm. to get something that I had and to me, it's like we were sisters, you know, so I think that that too, you know, I tell my daughter all the time to choose wisely, you know you'll have to be friends with everybody, you have to kind of go through an interview process with everyone, but especially mm-hmm. somebody you call your friend. You have to really find out if you're on the same level because some people in general, people in general will kind of latch on to you to to manipulate you or to get something from you that they think they want
0: or think that you have or whatever. But with women, I, I think it's very sad. Um, yeah. it's yeah. the wrong point. Okay. I think
4: it's very – I thought we um, lost you there for a second. <laughs> I know. I keep hearing – it keeps going real quiet. So, um, But, yes, I think that – we need to get back to, you know, just building sisterhood bonds, you know, and kind of being supportive with one another, even though there's a lot of reasons to compete, you know, especially with it's a lot of single women out there and we feel like we have to fight for a man. Like a man that's not married, a man that doesn't have all these you know, we have to fight for that. Um so I think that we have a lot of work to do. Joining organizations and being involved in different groups that are just catered to women, I think that's a good step. And I mean, do you have? Are you involved with any groups or anything like that? No, unfortunately, I'm. Um, I'm really. It's funny you ask that because, like, on social media, and I actually, I'm actually new to social media. Like, literally this year, um, I got onto Instagram, and that's my only social platform. Mm-hmm. And now my other social platform is this um this outlet, this um radio outlet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really it it appears like on social media that I'm this social butterfly, but really I'm not. I'm very introverted, um and I'm isolated. Um I like where I live now in a suburban area in Ohio. Um okay. I it's not like is very opposite where I grew up, um, which was in North Philadelphia. But where I grew up, actually, how I was actually isolated growing up too. Now that I think about it, you know, although we were in North Philadelphia, my um, mother kept my my siblings and myself kind of like off the block, so to speak.
2: Um, yeah, we were
4: sheltered. Um, and I didn't only went to the neighborhood school for elementary school, and then I was I went off to like a school for smart kids. I'll say it that way. Um, so <laughs> and there's nothing and, wrong with that. <laughs> no, it's no, no, is not. But the funny thing is, it was something wrong with it in school, like um, like in elementary school, for instance, like when we had our fifth grade graduation,
2: mm-hmm. like
4: I. I hated the fact that I literally got every single award that was offered because you know why? That made the other kids not like me. Yeah. Like because I was the one who would get the hundredth on the test and, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't like that. They didn't like me getting that attention. So yeah. I was disliked a lot for being smart, um, for being um they perceived me as pretty and we like my cousins and myself the girls in my family we we had long thick hair and so we were just like just disliked for things beyond our control so um but no I'm not going back to your original question I'm not a part of any group or anything I am social sociable from a distance like this like talking to you all I'm still by myself you know it's like from a distance when I'm on Instagram it's from a distance I don't usually um and I don't I'm not saying this proudly um sometimes I wish uh, that weren't the case that I don't have like a clique of you know girlfriends or whatever to hang out with when I go home I do get with some people to go out with just for the sake of not going out alone but mm-hmm. once we go in we're not on the phone like i'm not anyway i'm not the one that'll talk on the phone all day with females and gossip and i don't watch soap operas i don't watch tv at all i don't watch reality tv shows i mind my business I, i'm not mm-hmm. interested um my phone doesn't ring you know um so and that my, could I guess, be because of what you experienced in school mm-hmm. because I, I feel the same way. It's like mm-hmm. this is your experience and this is how you developed to think, okay, I'm just going to be alone or isolated and you can't trust another woman. And I think that that's, that's terrible because women are going to feed us differently than a man can. I mean, right. I, think, I think that I, I get along a lot better with men because mm-hmm. they're not judgmental. There's no mm-hmm. judgment at all. There's no competition. I could just say whatever. And they probably aren't paying too much attention to it, but a woman, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'm just saying from associates and stuff like that, they'll rip you to shreds. Try yep. to make you feel worse. And yes, I, I understand I was on social media. I'm not anymore. It kind of mm-hmm. got a little overwhelming for me, but, um, yeah, it is it is weird to be that social online especially with people you never met. Yeah. But you know it's online
2: weird. it's mm-hmm. sorry. No, funny
4: because when you mention like empowering each other like online like women I don't know when I see um women post pictures um or certain things I like, I actually compliment them um I don't yes. have to know them but I'm like though so I'm the female that would look at you and say something positive, say something to brighten your day, to make you feel good. Um because my I think that when um women, like when we post pictures in 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 some degree or another, we're looking for attention or validation. We might not be feeling at our best and we need to hear it from someone because maybe we're not getting it at home or whatever the case is. Yeah. So Definitely. I
2: assume
4: that that's the case um, for all women at it, it some degree. It may not be excessive. It's not like, oh, my gosh, I just hate myself. I need y'all to tell me I look not like that. But if I see it, I do it for women, um, I don't really do it for men at all. Um, and it's not right. to say that a man isn't attractive or anything like that, but I do it because we need to uplift each other and we spend too much time um, competing with another woman, envying another woman, being jealous of another woman. Like we spend too much time sizing up another woman and comparing ourselves to her and and disliking our certain things about ourselves that she might have and vice versa. Um, so I say I'm going to, you know, uplift her and try to change the perception that they might have of me. They might think that I'm, you know, this suck up or uh conceited or goody like no, I want I don't want anybody to have that perception of me, number one. Number two, I really care about how that sister feels on the inside, whether I know her name or not. So I'm going right. to like her picture. I'm going to say something positive, you know, to uplift her. Um and I do that a lot throughout the day. And then I get it in return too. And I appreciate mm-hmm. it. I appreciate it more from the women. Yes. Then I do because yes. it takes a lot for a woman to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there are women like some they'll look, they don't, they hate seeing that. They hate seeing you glow. They hate seeing you yes. happy. They don't want to compliment you. They don't want to like a picture. They don't want to validate you at all because they can't stand whatever it is that they see in you. You know and what I mean? Their, so, yeah, and it's like their insecurity. It's yeah. not your problem, basically. Right. It's,
2: it's, it's just it's sad, though. Mm-hmm. It's not it my is. problem.
4: You're right, but it's sad that women, you know, are like that. Um, yeah. But I think you hit it on the nose when you said, um, like, we—why do we compete with each other each other? Like, is it about a ma- like getting a man's attention? Is it that you know, you know, single status and thinking she might get more? Um, Attention than me, like I don't know, but I think that was a good point. It could be that. Yeah, I think that it. I think that being immature and in a young girl, it might start out that way. But I think that women have a lot of insecurities just naturally because we're picked apart. I mean, just just you know, watching other women on TV. If you don't look like that. Then you're gonna feel like, wow, what's wrong? How come my boobs aren't this way, or my butt and my stomach's not this flat, and my skin and my hair? So we we pick each other apart. We pick ourselves apart, and that insecurity to turn into bitterness. That bitterness turns into lashing out on a woman that you think is all of that. She's pretty. She's going to get the man. She's, you know, um, I think it's a it's a lot of insecurity and emotion. And sometimes we were emotional, hormonal. We do things that we may not have done if we weren't feeling that way. And then we get older and kinda think like why did I act like that or why did I say that? Um, I think in your case, in my case, it's being burned when we were young and it's kinda like, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that again. Just like a relationship, you know, I've been married, Mm -hmm. I never wanna do it again. Ever again, I feel like there's no reason to go through or potentially go through that same thing again. And I think when my friend, when she was messing around with my ex, I actually ended up marrying him before I found out really what happened with with them before. They had a baby mm-hmm. with them, all of that stuff. So it was kind of like, the, it was the worst. It was worse than any anything a man could do. So for me, it's like, yeah, I don't want to uh, take that chance again, you know, with, with the female because, you know, you craft your your best friend. You know, you tell her everything that's going on. You tell her about your man, and then they turn around and sleep with them. So it's kind of like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. But I feel like now just being older, being older hanging around older, mature women, I miss that. You know, I don't think, I think it's kind of too late. I'm not trying to be negative, but I think it's kind of too late for me to bond with a woman to a point where I could say we're friends or we're best friends. But I don't even use that term, like that best friend thing. Even mm-hmm. if there's a, a female that I might talk to more or trust more than another, like, cause I think even that, stir up some um jealousy and envy in a different way you know it Mm -hmm. it puts two people that I care about on different levels right it kind of puts them against each other a little bit you know like because I know like there's a girl that I talk to um a lot and um she um she and I were We hadn't talked for years, and we just happened to reconnect when I got on social media. So I talk to her a lot sometimes. And um, she'll say, you know, I talk to, she's like, my best friend. No, she might post a picture, and she was like, this is my bestie um, or my best friend, da, da, da. And then, in me, I'll be honest, I'm like, well, wow, you know, um, to say that, like, I would – I'm saying to myself, she should say that loosely, best friend, because they don't um, like. I'm. It's like I'm talking to you more. I'm the one you call for advice, and you talk bad about her to me. But then, like publicly, it's like you saying, you know what I mean? Like this is right. my best yes. friend, yada yada. Yes. You yes. wouldn't think that something like that would bother me, and, and although it's only for in that moment, but it did in that moment. It was kind of weird. So like I don't um I don't categorize because I feel like saying best friend is like categorizing or ranking people in your life you know like everybody mm-hmm. has their place but I think to say that could make the other person feel like uh eh, you know yeah so, like what am I <laughs> right yeah I, I'm the one who's been sitting on the you phone know, with, I I understand and and you're right I think besides the fact that you know people I think. To me, that's very manipulative to call one person a best friend and then call the other person talking about that same friend.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah.
4: um, you know, it's I think that's a that's definitely a, a woman thing. That's stuff that we mm-hmm. do. Um, but I think it goes a little deeper for that person to be kind of manipulative and, and pulling puppet strings. But I do think that women use best friends very loosely because a best friend is you know she's on a very high pedestal to me. If I if mm-hmm. I have one, and it, she I only needed one. I don't need no more. <laughs> but I'm actually, and I want to invite you to on a a couple a couple things that I'm involved with with women. And mm-hmm. um, one of them two two of them are on Instagram. So I'm okay. gonna, i I think I have the Instagram. If I want to, I'll send it over to you. Just just to bond and talk to women, because cause I'm able to send messages out, and, you know, people put stuff on there, like, you know, I'm having an issue with my boyfriend, or I need a new workout idea, or whatever the case, and it's just a, mm-hmm. a tribe of women, and that's, that's it's beautiful to do, and the thing is, we never met, so, you know, these women are just about lifting each other up, so I definitely want you to be a part of that, but um one of them posted mm-hmm. something. She said um, that her best friend sent her a text, and so she, she put a picture in the text. So basically, her best friend texted her. Um, she called her a B, B I T C H. You're going you to get your ass beat messing around with this chick's ex. So basically, she's telling her best friend that her her current boyfriend's ex girlfriend's going to beat her up, which sounds like this great stuff first of all, mm. but to call your girlfriend the B word is a problem. I know people say it, you know,
2: and mm-hmm. it's supposed to
4: be endearment, but I don't agree with that. And to tell her that somebody's going to kick her behind is another strike too, because
2: mm-hmm.
4: I, I, and I responded like, you know, she should be saying, I wish the chick would try to fight you. You know, it should be a, uh protection there it should be somebody standing up for you somebody you know speaking up for you instead of kind of taunting you with the fact that somebody wanted to to fight her and this is a grown woman so she she posted in and said what do you guys think about it and this is the kind of stuff that's on the chat I mean people are just putting anything on there that they have issue with but she called this her best friend so this is how women identify their best friends as somebody that could initiate a fight with you and another woman and think it's funny. And I think that comes into play with the you know, reality TV, how one minute you can see these women fighting and pulling weave out, and the next minute they're hugging and crying together. And that's really um, a misrepresentation of friendship. But um, mm-hmm. that, that's what the young girls are learning. And I'm always talking about <laughs> kids and what they learn and what they've been taught because I just don't always feel like they're responsible for the way they grew up to be. I mean, we just yeah. put a lot on them with they should know better, but they only know what they've learned. They only know what was taught to them from school, you know, from books to how to interact with one another, you know, how to conduct yourself. Um, I know Mr. On Point, and Mr. I Can't Believe, he said that they, you know, listen to them when they talk about women, how they dress and how that kind of looks to their daughters, it's the same type of thing. You know, you can learn how to dress. You can learn how to carry yourself. Your confidence is not just from your mom anymore. It's from your teachers. It's from who's on TV. It's from your best friend, your, you know, whomever. So there's a lot of influence and girls are sponges more so than boys boys are kind of like, I'll wear the same pants every day, <laughs> as long as mm-hmm. they're not walking by themselves. And girls, it's it's a lot of pressure. Um, I remember being in school and laying out my clothes for the whole week and writing it down and making sure I was in the same, same place in the mall. <laughs> so, and that's how much pressure it was just to, because somebody might talk about me, you know. So I just think that there is a lot of pressure on girls, but at the same time, they have to they have to learn something different, and what they have to learn is, you know, confidence in self and choosing themselves first, so that's definitely something that once I, you know, once I get, I have to do a workshop about conflict resolution, so this is one of the things that I'll be talking about, is, you know, kind of how to squash issues with, you know, another female before it turns into a a 10-year, you know, issue. So um, I believe we have a caller on the line. If you could hold on for one moment. Yes, we do. Yes,
3: we do.
0: Give me one second. You can continue talking while I'm uh, getting them unmuted.
3: Hello?
5: Yes, did you hear me? That's okay?
4: Yeah. I can hear
5: you. You can continue talking while uh, I'm I'm you know, talking okay. to it. I'm not tonight.
4: Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, like I was, the um workshop that I'm doing um, so I did I did do, um, we had a workshop in October, actually, with a girl summit, and one of the, the name of the particular workshop that I was in was called Love, Shade, and Lemonade, and it was just talking about, you know, friends, and pretty much, you know, how you should really it was talking about bullying, but I kind of just wanted the girls to recognize, who their friends really were and who to call a friend. So a lot of them had the concern, a lot of the girls had the concern of, you know, what if I have a friend that I don't want to be friends with anymore, how do I tell her? So, I, of course, my thing was just that, you know, you can tell somebody in the, in the most loving way, I love you, but I've, I've kind of outgrown you. And I know it's hard for kids. And they were in middle school, so I know it's hard to kind of explain that. But have you ever said, have you ever had to, like, break up with a girlfriend? That's interesting because, like, so what I feel about that, I was talking to somebody about that today. Actually, the girl that I I talked to, I said, I'm at the point, I'm at that, that point where I don't want to, I don't want enemies. Mm-hmm. I want to have a relationship with everybody that I encounter, be it just on a cordial level, just being able to say hello to you and smile um, when we walk by each other. To You may have outgrown someone um, and you may not share the same, um, you know, things anymore, opinions like to and all of that. But you don't necessarily have to break up a friendship or say, I don't wanna be your friend anymore, however way you say it, because that is going to potentially create an enemy. You tell you break it off right. with somebody, any type of relationship, now y'all not talking and then now it's gonna be gossip and bickering, any secrets you've had, then it's oh well, you know, she thinks da 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 or she thinks she took you know, so you don't have to necessarily break it off, but you can um, gradually, um, like distance, distant yourself,
2: yeah, but still no.
4: keep that relationship. It's just a different type of relationship. It's more cordial than it than uh friendship. And I say that with quotes, so that way you don't. I, I because of how I live, I don't want enemies. I want to be able to go somewhere, and I want my spirit to be accepted and get along with everybody. Like I said, even if it's at a cordial level, I don't want anybody, you know, judging me, um, you know, prejudging me, you know, based off of what they might think of me or how they might see me on social media. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just leave that open, um, leave it open for at least a hello, some type of, you know what I mean? Like, you don't yeah. have to break it off, yeah. per se. Yeah.
5: The oh, call, I'm definitely. sorry, the, the caller is ready.
3: Yeah, I'm muted.
4: Okay. Welcome to On Point. This is Special K. Hey, Special K and DJ Philly Joy. How you Hey, DJ Philly. How you doing? I'm doing good. Hi, Dad. How y'all doing? Hey. Good. I've been listening to um, y'all talking, and it's a good conversation. The girls, with the girls against the girls, and... Uh, <laughs> It's yes. not funny. It's not funny. It's very serious <laughs> because I think about I think about that. We all had we all had mothers, or we would not be here. So I look a lot of that in the way of us getting along with our mothers, to get along with other women as well, and what we learn from them. If that mm-hmm. makes any sense to what I'm saying, yes, um, it does. I I have two daughters. Um, I can say that. Um, we went through a lot of hard times with different situations. Um, and my me as raising as, as a woman, um, married, not married, single mom, not. So I took through a lot of struggles. And through, I'm saying that to say that one of my daughters, the oldest one, spoke up for herself and would say anything to me she wanted to say out of her mouth. But the, my youngest daughter, the only a year apart, it's 13 months apart, like, and uh, would Kind of like learn from the other one, observe what I would say to the other one and learn from what she did. I can say they had their different set of friends, but they never were really friends. They were always in competition for my for my attention,
2: mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Different
4: personalities, but I believe they both love me. So when we speak her mind, one would be more tactful with how she would say. So this is how we know how to get along with other women. Um, yeah. One way I have to say is about how we uh, deal with our mothers at home and how our mothers protect us out in the outside of the opening or outside around other people. So how we get along with people as far as in the workplace and school and other places like that does definitely, I think, come from sometimes our home life as well. I can say mine was pretty bad. I came from an alcoholic home. My dad, you heard my story. My dad died when I was eight years
2: old. (coughs) Excuse me, I had five brothers.
4: Uh oh! It it's that up.
2: time.
4: It's okay. it's that time of year. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> took the moles alive. I'm okay. <laughs> That's okay. A real, real, real serious stuff. I'm trying to get serious here. There's time I'm not necessarily got to say, but healing is needed for our women. To make a long story short, it came from a long time first of all about our men being castrated and not being accepted in the home as being a king mm. in the home, and um, us saying we don't need to have men. Well, we have them to make babies, so we must need a poor reason, not just to make babies, but to be responsible for their families and to be the protectors. Not always for the providers, because the virtual woman, she worked as well with her hands. If you read the Proverbs 30 to 31, worked with her hands as well. And she was very industrious, as you women are, I know. And we know about being industrious because we feel like we're pushed against the wall now because the men aren't always measuring up that we want them to be. Make a long story short. <clears throat> Us women need to really come together in a communal aspect where we do get along with each other. As word where God says to live peaceably with all men. That's the same as just the human being as far as the human race, not just a man or a woman. Relationships are suffering today. Um, kings and queens suffering because of the things and the way people are being raised in their households. And I went through in school. I did that because I was at the alcoholic home, so I didn't know how to really get along with all the girls there I was more kind of I was saying docile, but I was also a tomboy, and a bully in elementary school. But that bully didn't last too long. I thought a girl who was bigger than me. She was like an Amazon girl that beat me down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that stopped after a while. But I became more like, wow, why am I fighting my sisters? And I should be I have I should be loving them and really care for them. So one of my mantras is now that I live by is to do and respect others, to do the the damage I haven't doing to me. So I respect all women where they are in their place. We all grow differently. Like sometimes they say women grow, we mature faster than men mature. So we all, even if women grow different and mature differently as um, other women mature and go through different things, that brings that defense mechanism out or brings that I don't trust you out. I'm going to see what you're going to do first. And um, I'll get you before you get me aspect. You ain't going to hurt me because I'm not not, not, not going to let you that close to me to hurt me. So we all got a defense up. And that all affects, affects us throughout our whole life, not just with women, but also with men. We to like, look at the whole picture. And it also affects mm-hmm. us how we, raise, how we raise our children. More maybe yeah. in a shelter or overprotective aspect. We want them to feel, feel what we felt and go through experiences that we went through. But sometimes we need to really make a good scenario, a real-life scenario that we can teach people moments, not just from TV, but from real-life experiences.
2: So that's mm-hmm. why we got
4: now. I believe we got the uniforms in school because people how you dress is what they care about. You got thrift shop clothes. You wear looking old corny looking clothes. You now with the style, and that's so sad how we do that. That's why I love um certain like like I love N D R V songs that I think that are really very empowering for young women that would help yeah. them learn how to have more self love, not conceited love, but more self love and more more self esteem. When so they realize they are valued and they're precious jewels and precious gems and care about what they have to bring to society. So if we value ourselves more, we should put more of ourselves down. I would say mm-hmm. this year, I've, I'm over 50. I have made more new, but I can tell new friends, but I learned how to not always categorize friends as friends, but associate. When mm-hmm. I get closer to you, I, made tra- I got to travel with some, but I realize we're not on the same plane or not going the same direction. So I did have to pull back. I didn't say anything about me pulling back. I just realized I need to do more to take care of myself and my family than being hanging around with your other women. So I kind of pulled back in that respect. I still like going out. I still like dancing. I am married. My husband knows how I am. He knows what I like. But guess what? He knows I'm faithful to him Bottom line, It has to be an understanding, understanding between the mates also with different ones, and it can't be that I own you aspect. You own me, I own you. no. We are king and queen, but we are building this team together. We are partnering together to raise, to, to do better ourselves with each other. It's, it's a hard nine yards. It's a whole bunch of stuff I could talk about at that level, but I know that we are all a work in progress. And I would advocate, I love what you said about the social media aspect. I don't like the aspect about, about the interpersonal skills, and I say that to not say that you guys are not doing what you should do, but I'm, I'm fearful that when we still – we get into social media so much, we forget about that, that touch, that yes. smile, yes. that caress, yes. that hug. Mm-hmm. And we get away from that because we think, okay, everybody's out to get us. And I don't, I, don't, I don't feel that until you show me differently. I look at the best in everyone until you show me differently, and I will check you. I will check you and say, I'll put you to the side. I won't embarrass you. I'll put you to the side. This is how you make, made me feel you did such and such. When you mm-hmm. said such and such, I felt this way. You might not mean it that way. Did you mean it that way? I would ask a question. I'm not going to put you out on Broad Street and blast you for everybody. That's not right. But we got to be more um, tender towards one another. I'll say it that way. Tender and not blast. I don't, I don't like the Jerry Springer nonsense or the Maury Pauvich, all this baby mama drama. I don't like it, but it's real. And they 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 made money off of our people behind it, but it now has made us have a, a, a program mind as a... <laughs> So to say, a program mind, and we can't think we can trust women, but we can. There are many out there we can trust and we can build relationships with. We can be nurtured by still. And the older should teach the younger because we should not manipulate each other. And I have no reason to manipulate you. You're my sister, and I care about you. I want to see you encouraged. I want to see you edified and pulled up to your highest purposeful existence. That's that's me. But there may not be somebody else, but we have to get a woman on that same tip. We need to all fix that same thing towards each other, and it's gonna be a long way coming. But it's gonna take a lot of prayer and a lot of interaction. We can't pull back. We have to interact still. Yes, yeah. and we I think socializing back. is the social media, you know, prevents <clears> us from, like you said, touching each other, hugging each other. That is really socializing. I think social media is very anti-social um, it is. because it is. people are very much <clears throat> at liberty to say whatever and, you know put whatever because they don't really have to deal with the immediate consequence of that. You know, if they want to confront somebody, they'll do it online, you know, so they don't really have to experience a real, you know, debate or argument, which is which is healthy to do. But I, I agree. Like, I think physical touch is very important. That's a whole other topic because that feeds your mental, you know, your mental development. You have to be touched. And people that are constantly online and just texting and stuff like that, they're not being mentally at all. Mm-hmm. So right. I definitely so, agree.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I was talking about earlier I'm on my, on my show, Sister of the Heart, um, about checking yourself before you wreck yourself with my topic. It's about performance evaluation. To think about this journey we have in life, we are all on a journey in life, and we all are always being evaluated, if not by ourselves, by other people, by our family, you know, by our coworkers. We are always on that evaluation effort. People are always judging us or saying something that doubt, oh, they can do better in that area. Oh, they look good. That's always that's still a judgment, even though it's encouragement it's still a judgment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still a <like> opinion. <laughs> it, is. <laughs> so, it is. So it is. And especially if you're if you're not if you're looking for that or even if you're not looking for it, it's kinda like I didn't need to hear that. <laughs> but sometimes people just do it like like Des was saying, um, I compliment a lot of women all the time because I love women. I mm-hmm. love the, especially a black woman. I love mm-hmm. the way she moves. I love the way she talks. I love her height, I love the way, you know, her hair, everything is just mm-hmm. like amazing and beautiful. So I will comment on it, but that's something that I do all the time. And that's something that Des says she does all the time because that's just who we are. Right. But mm-hmm. um sometimes. Uh, some women may get offended by it. And and I'll say this, I don't know what it is about me, but um, like you were saying, DJ Philly Joy, this year I have met a lot of people and connected Mm -hmm. with a lot of women. This is like Mm -hmm. the first time ever in my life that i connected with with women, and it brings me to tears sometimes because I never had that before. It was just conflict. Just conflict all the time. And Mm -hmm. um, I think about the the little girls they do the you know the baby doll test with the little girls and little black girls and the white baby and the black baby and mm-hmm. when the little girl says that the black baby's ugly, you know it's kind of like that the respect and parents don't know that about their kids. They don't know that they feel like they're ugly or they're not adequate. Whatever the whatever the <clears throat> insecurity is, I don't think parents realize it. And if you don't have the baby doll test, you just go through life feeling like I'm not good enough. I'm ugly. Mm-hmm. I'm this and that. So then mm-hmm. when you get to middle school and high school and girls don't like you and they think that you think you're cute and they think that you're this and that, and really on the inside, it's like, no, I, I feel like I'm, I'm ugly <laughs> <laughs> or I'm too skinny or I'm too fat or my, you know, my skin was breaking out like crazy. It's confusing, because inside it's like I don't feel that good about myself, mhm, but you think I feel good about myself, so you must see something that I don't see, and that's something, yeah, of course, I had to come into reality later in life that while mm-hmm. they saw something in me that I didn't see yet, and now I see it now I see yeah. it, and it has nothing to do with the physical, it has everything to do with the way I am and the way that I move and the way that i talk to people because I really genuinely think that people are beautiful and people um, Mm -hmm. can do better and we can do more. And, you know, that kumbaya thing, I really feel like (laughs) that about most people. So it's hard when other people uh, judge you, like you said, and they criticize Mm -hmm. you and they, you know, when Mm -hmm. you really don't feel that way about them, you feel like they're great (laughs) and they're perfect Mm -hmm. just the way they are. So. Um, I think women especially have to physically come together, sit down together, have a drink together, and talk openly. And uh, little girls, young girls, middle school, high school, they definitely need empathy training. They need to learn how to empathize with what another young lady might be going through, not to say, okay, you put up with her crap, let her talk down to you. It's not that. It's just before you react. And before you look at this person like a monster, empathize what she may be going through in her life because people just aren't born to bully and harass and be nasty and just, you know, come to school and want to rip your eyeballs out. Something's there. Something's going on with them. So that's something that we have to do. We have to
0: empathize with one another.
4: And kind of think past that second that, you know, she's looking at me up and down because, Again, I have met a lot of beautiful women. I still get a lot of women that still think that I think <laughs> that I'm cute, you know, that, that still get that reaction and still get that, you know, rolling of the eyes and well, all of eyes, that stuff. you are beautiful. You're a beautiful young woman. And a lot of times, like you said, women Thank are you. jealous and they're envious, but you also are well-spoken and you're confident. So, therefore, they're looking at their inadequacies and they're throwing their negativity off on you. But they have to know how to love themselves more. So don't, yes. don't, even, feel, yes. don't even feel intimidated by that or feel bad about that. And um, I'm learning more this year about myself than I ever have learned. I've been married like 21 years, but we've had our hard times, our separations and our back together and all that kind of stuff, but we're still together. The bottom line mm-hmm. is, is that I love him he loves me, and that's the bottom line. Regardless of what we go through, the struggles are there. Um, there's no infidelity, but we still we care about each other immensely. Um, the other, I wanted to say they had a program on the other night, um, I think about the young lady that was locked up for killing the man. I'm going to be back on that program. Yeah. So I can't believe really be said that. And I was really um, disturbed and I was really heartbroken because I know there's more than that going on. Women are being trafficked, women tra- You know, trafficking every day is always yeah. going on every single day. It's not just happening here in America, it's happening all over the world. But it be people, and the kids were missing. I'm like, why kids, this last two weeks, why are these kids missing? It's the kids being missing. What is going on? And I've been mm-hmm. listening to the news, but. When I was hearing that, I was thinking about, like I said, my ch- my childhood and about me, me, my my healing hadn't told me all the come. So when I thought about that, I thought about young women being abused, and I was when I was growing up. But the bottom line, the time, I was telling, I I just texted my friend. I said, I am silenced by my shame, and that's what hurts us. We are silenced because we are shameful and embarrassed. But it's not us. We are children. How can we say we? We deserve to be treated like that. How can we say that mm-hmm. this happened to us because we were being too sexual in our youth? We were just brought over we were learning as we were growing up. So we can't blame ourselves which we do all of them ourselves, but we get quiet or we get we yeah. get bullied. We bully other people because we wanna be we not want to be ashamed or embarrassed. So this is also with the women say we feel like a weaker person, weaker, better. And we are in that respect as far as maybe physical, but not as far as inner strength because we have babies and we can bring life into the world. So we have a magnificent potential to do many things and great things in the world, and we have, we have. So still with that human embarrassment, even as a corporate executive in America, you can be a weak, but you still can bring forth potential in other women, okay? Right. And I also said, I said, I am numb by my pain. So I, that means I can't move forward. I, I just can't feel. But I am in pain, but I just can't feel the move. So these women are still, we go against each other, girls against girls. You know, we are still in pain. We are numb because we still are going to get our insecurities. We don't want to feel, I don't want to feel that no more. I don't like that rejection. I don't like that pulling back. I don't like that. See? Mm -hmm. We don't want that. Like my sister Jen said, all she wants is peace. She wants to be accepted. She wants to be in the circle, yeah, but I am not calling you my best friend. just want you to Accept me. That's all. I'm here. Yeah. So I, I do. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. I do. But I'm getting to a point in my life as an older woman, it's okay. You got to work through this journey in life. And you got to learn when you get to that point is you, you have to accept yourself. And that's the main thing. As long as you've God accept yourself and still put yourself out there like I am right now, putting myself out there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I said one, one last thing. The silencing and the sounding of the land, the foot, foot of the land, the silencing of the land is of the young, purify, or a young, purified, our young, pure mind that is going to perverted by this world system. And this is a cycle for our young women over and over and over again. I hate to say. yeah. But we, I mean, I think that this conversation, like hopefully we could collaborate, you know, and create something where we can talk about self-love because it definitely starts with, how you feel about yourself? If you're happy with yourself you're gonna that's what's gonna come from you that's your energy when you go out into the world. But if you're angry and frustrated and um all of that that's that's what the world is gonna get so I would hate for you know young people to have to wait until they're my age, you know about forty years old before they feel like, wow, I'm happy with myself um but again. Having kids, you, sometimes you don't even have time to think about yourself. You're having babies and marriage and all of that stuff. But for me, like my youngest is eight, so I've really had time to think about Kelly and not the kids and the husband and the rent and the this and that. We um, still struggle, but I think it's very important to heal the wounds, like you said. Definitely good, especially for girls. Because I think girls go through a lot of things that they don't even talk about, and they hold on to relationships that they shouldn't. And like Dan said, I think she's absolutely right. Up instead of breaking up, just putting some distance between you and that other female is better because she may evolve. You know, she may come back, come up to the level that you're you're on, and you can rekindle. But I think that um, a lot of Friendships kind of go south because of people not communicating and saying, hey, you hurt me when you did this or whatever. There Um, you go. And I definitely am guilty of that. Well, I'm guilty of the silent treatment. I'm guilty of not confronting somebody and just cutting them off. I'm definitely guilty of that. So that's something that I want to go back and reach out to people that I just cut off Men and women, you know, because I'm good for blocking your number and keeping keeping it moving, but that's not fair. <laughs> that's that's not fair. <laughs> when are you when are you going when you When you going
2: uh, okay, uh, in June? June. twelfth. Yes. yes.
4: Oh, low hand. I was <laughs> going to <A>, ask too. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: yes, I was uh, going I, like, what's I, your sign? <laughs> yes, but that is bad behavior, and I and I understand that now because. I mean, it hasn't happened to me often but it's happened to me before and it's like, Well what happened? And I think people deserve opportunities to say, Wow, I didn't mean for it to come across like that or I didn't mean to hurt you but you know, I think for me it's the trust issue, you know, with with, with women. It's like, Oh okay, well, I'm done with her. But yeah, I mean and that, that is conflict resolution. That is being pro so social. You know, being so, able to say mm-hmm. What's going on? Well, so, yeah, my first marriage ended, ended like that. Well, it was a while though. My my first husband was infidel. Was infidel with me. He had a baby out of out of um, our marriage. We'd married, and he had a child. So mm-hmm. I mean, I stayed with him through it and this person that we dealt with, and we helped take care of the baby, whatever the case may be. I was, I think, I was a little bit too kind and forgiving because other things happened that I should allow to happen. So mm-hmm. then we broke up. Eventually, we broke up. So it's it what it, 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 it was. I did try to make it work, but it didn't work. But I think that was because I lost my dad so young. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go there a little bit. I had the, um, I want to call it the codependency or the dysfunctional woman that I got a hold on to everything. You know, not, it's not good for me because so I'm, 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 I, left my dad lost my dad so young and
2: did a mm-hmm. father figure. And you look
4: for him in other people home. or something. Oh, yeah. So I mean, I, I, I'll make excuses, but I can tell you that that stuff is real. It is real.
3: Mm-hmm. It
4: is. It, it's a, it's yeah. a self-soothing. Pain mm-hmm. that you go through. Yeah. You, you, and you don't let anything go. So you hold on the stuff forever and ever. Like, oh, this is killing me, but I, yes. I can't let it go. It's killing me, I can't let it go. But you need to
2: mm-hmm. let
4: it go. So mm. that's all I got Yes, I would have to reopen the wound and let it heal correctly. And I think that's the scary mm-hmm. part about moving on from anything. It's like you know that the next time this wound opens, it's going to hurt like hell. And I don't want to feel that, but. Things have to heal properly. Yeah. So, but, but I read a quote one time, and it's, we're breathing, right? So you when you live in life, it's, it's, it's meant to be. It's meant to hurt somewhere along the line, to feel some
2: pain. That's mm-hmm.
4: a learning experience. It's, it's a work in progress. So our pain, even if you have a injury somewhere, you have a little pain, that pain is it's healing or it's itching, it's healing. The scab is falling on that thing. So we got to let things sometimes just go ahead and heal. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it means that we open it because it needs to heal better. I that. To, to go ahead and do the debrisement, clean it all out, and let it heal appropriately. Yep.
2: So it takes yep. time. But
4: I, I love y'all. I love y'all. You know what I love? Love y'all you being too. Y'all, Thank y'all you. you all transparency and just discussing things like this. I, I have found this to be very healing for me. And I should with somebody yeah. else that mm-hmm. since I've been on radio, I've been able to talk and be transparent and heal myself. Being able to heal by sharing my journey and my life. It's gonna say the same, but you know what? I I'm he, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I gotta live yeah. this life, I'm gonna live it joyfully, I wanna live it in pain. So I'm gonna share this journey and continue to work on my healing. Bottom line. Yes. Well thank you because it it I love hearing your voice. I love it. I love it. Me too. Thank and it, you. and it's it peaceful. I like hearing so that sweet. wisdom
2: in you. Yes.
4: I love it. Thank you. I, I love, love you it. So. And you are beautiful as well. I saw your picture, I was like, Look at her. Okay. So Makeup works wonders, honey. Makeup right Listen, there. I know. The, the powder, okay, listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay. it's a good yeah. Thank you. You'll see, you see me on Hollywood on Broadway soon, don't worry. i got yes. a, couple of, a couple of little web series I'm, I'll am probably be doing soon. So, yeah, God's blessing me immensely. And I, want, I, wish, I wish you ladies were close, by. Like I wish that, um, I know you had to live it, but I'm having a vision board party next week for my birthday. I want ladies to come out and share their visions and dreams on paper. Write it down, write the vision, make it plain, and then hopefully next year, things we want to come to, to come to pass will come to pass. I can definitely me this year. I, I, Where do I, you I, live? Do you live in I, Philly? I'm in Philadelphia. I'm in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. But I, I can do all kinds of stuff. But, you know, God gonna bless you anyhow. We go on and understand. We do that vision board, get you from this point, and tell you uh, by web series or by the printer, the computer, by what you call it, um, FaceTime. What's it called, FaceTime, or how do we do it? I can do it through
2: yeah.
4: long
2: distance. You want to do a
4: long distance? You and I can share that or with uh, Special K, and we can go ahead and do that thing. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. We all can okay. prosper from that, okay? Yeah. Okay, but some, I'm so in much. Philly. I'm in Philly. Sometimes I use some. Sometimes I don't announce it. I slide in and out. <laughs> so, um, but I might just I might keep y'all posted on the low. I just don't say anything to everybody try to see you in, in two hours you know what i mean yes because um, there's so many events that are going on Women's events. are and you and in philly like too no i'm in jersey but you am in jersey okay it's, but it's yeah, over the bridge only, yeah. yep 20 minutes away so if you um i'm i'm going to get back on instagram but if you, if you keep in contact i'll let you know what's going on And if you're in the area okay, definitely be a part of it um but we have to do a following uh real quick uh with mr on point um so thank you for calling in, DJ Philly Joy. Thank you
5: so You're much. Welcome. I support you. God bless. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, um <clears throat> these following people. DJ Philly Joy is gonna stay on if she can and she oh, sure. still remain unmuted. Um as well uh there's um mm-hmm. people out there li- listen to the sisterly bonding. You know I'm saying <laughs> listen to the sisterly bonding right here. You know, I, I hear sisterly you know, they say the city of Beverly Love, which we call the city of Beverly Hate. But right? I hear sisterly affection in the building right now. I mean, and that's what's up. But right? people out there in Radio Land, you wanna be part of this on point movement. Know that on point is the attitude of mindset and mindset in the movement. Reach out to us on Facebook, On Point Enterprises. Again, Facebook is on point enterprises one word. On Point One Word O-N-P-O-R-N-T, Enterprises E N T E R P R I Z E. If you're on Instagram, follow us at team underscore on point two one five. Again, on Instagram is team underscore on point two one five. If you're on Twitter at team one point, our Twitter is at team one point. You Can also go to our website on point two one five dot weebly dot com. Again, on point two one five dot W E E D L Y dot com. Uh, You can, excuse me, email us any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics you want to hear discussed with us an email on point two one five at gmail dot com. Again, on point two one five at gmail dot com. Or you can give us a call or text directly with any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics you want to hear discussed. That's the email, I mean, shoot us uh, a text, or give us a call at 367 That's on point, 367-417-6678. And um, ladies, just so you know, in case anyone is in need of, um, I spoke to a lady today who's a financial counselor, and she'll be coming out to speak at, um, well, possibly, potentially, coming out to speak at our uh, um, next uh, first-time homeowner's uh, workshop or at uh, uh, DJ Philly join myself back to basics, unity movement. Um, she's a financial uh, consultant. Um, she helps uh, pretty much, she helps you budget your money, and I think that's something else that sisters need to do as well. Um their information. Uh, we as a people. Period. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But we need She's gonna
4: give me a jump so she start. To, uh, Is she gonna give me a lump sum to start off with.
5: Um, probably not. Then I can not, apply uh... She's <laughs> gonna show you how to hold on to your lump sum and how to budget your lump sum.
2: How to create it? You know <laughs> how to create the okay? How right. to create it? <laughs>
5: Yeah, so I I just want to, listen, I want to thank you, Special K, because the devil tried all type of ways not to have you do your show two weeks in a row, and you have another caller that we're going to pick up in a minute, but the devil tried to have us not do this show. I'm in a hospital with my daughter, as you speak, working the switchboard from a distance. Um, You played the music. I mean, you hosting your show, like, that will be gone. As yeah. I appreciate you calling and and meeting yourself. So you know that conversation and dialogue y'all had tonight is it, powerful, and I hope people actually, mm-hmm. sisters, especially, are actually listening. You know what I mean, because a lot of them said tonight that you know sisters can hear. You know what I mean? So. We had a lot of problems, and I heard some solutions, and, I, and I'm just going to mute myself and keep listening. Um, Thank you. Job, well, you, don't have,
4: you don't have any uh, yes comment sure. on the the girls on girls? What do you think about the, the conflict well, a, that I'm human have?
5: I'm going to take this caller. I'm going to let you take this caller first, oh, and then all. if okay. I'm not in the back or I don't get kicked off, then I'll give a okay. comment, but... I want to take this call. I want you to take this call, before I say anything, all right?
0: All right.
3: Caller, you live.
0: Welcome to All Point. This is Special K. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been listening to the show,
3: and yeah. I just, I just want to say that everything y'all been saying was so beautiful. The camaraderie between females—I'm not used to hearing that. Y'all wasn't arguing. Y'all wasn't
1: fighting. Oh, it was just so beautiful. But back to the regular schedule program. What's going on, Special K? This your man. Wow. I can't believe he said you that. You know
2: what? I was like, is this person really I knew that.
5: I knew that. was him the whole time, too. I
4: did <laughs> Wow. Oh, wow.
5: But no, real, real talk, though. I've been
1: I've been laying in the cut. Like, you was crying grass.
4: for real. That's that's what it was. You, you was
1: over the there set. crying for real. <laughs> nah, I ain't that sensitive. I, I'm a crybaby, but I, I ain't that sensitive. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But no, beautiful show. You know what I'm saying? This Thank is you. What, this, what, what you three women were talking about is what our young princesses need to hear more of right to talk about the trials and the tribulations and the experiences that you've had right so that it can better equip them because they may not have that strong woman to to relate to you know so many mothers you know I could tell by y'all but there's so many mothers out here that are trying to be their daughter's friend you know and and it, it's just beautiful just to hear y'all have a dialogue where y'all were laughing and joking, and nobody called anybody out each other's names, and you you know it wasn't no no hoochie music on. I, I mean I'm just saying I, it's it's a rarity, you know. But I don't expect nothing less from the three women that was on there because that y'all all three powerful women in your own right, you know, and and. If y'all had a meeting and y'all mentoring women, my daughter grown, but I, I swear, I mean, she don't, she's good, but just this, when you surround yourself with positive people, it shouldn't, you shouldn't get anything but positive results, and that's what I would like my girls to be a part of. And y'all women are on point. Y'all doing the thing. I salute y'all. I thank y'all for having this conversation and having this topic and putting it out there. So that women can see there's other things to do, women can get along, women can extend compliments without giving a side eye. I just want to say thank you.
4: Wow, thank you.
1: Was
4: thank cool. you, definitely, and it's good yeah. to hear it it's It's weird, but people expect when women come together for it to be name calling and and mm-hmm. arguing, and that's very shameful it's shameful. That that's the expectation, especially for Black women, that we're supposed to be at odds with each other, and that's pretty much the basis of my mentoring. Is you you don't have to fight and argue. That's that's not the goal. The goal is to create because women can do things that men can't do. Of course, um, as far as the community, we have a, we're nurturers. I mean, we can get through probably to these boys in a way, at least to scratch the surface, and then hand them over to the men. We can do that, but we're what we're showing them is conflict. We're showing them conflict, and that makes us not trustworthy. So, I appreciate you saying that because a lot a lot of people have that misconception that we're supposed to be at odds. No,
1: mm-hmm. uh, but y'all just—I mean, you know—I had conversations. With uh, Philly Joy, Special K, you've been on a few shows. We've had and we've had interaction back and forth. Me and Des go way back. You know, it's just a beautiful thing to hear women that are somewhat like minded and achieving the goal of uplifting their sisters and not tearing them down, because that's all these young girls see on a regular basis. Every song is, every song is a female talking about another female or how she's not on her level. And y'all are just saying, okay, let's get on the same level. Let me, let what can I do to give you my experiences so you don't have to go down that road I went down and get yourself, you know, a couple scrapes and scratches, nothing wrong with that. But you know, if they're going to learn from it. But if you're going to keep going down there and getting scraped and scratched and battered and bruised, sweetheart, change this thought process. You know what I mean? But y'all, y'all, y'all on point. Y'all doing the same, man. I'm going to just sit back and fall back and listen to the rest of this. You know what I mean? I got my teacup. I ain't got to say what's it. You know what I'm saying?
2: Clump it. got black
4: innings.
1: You got black Not, henny in it. <laughs> uh Oh, and, and I actually, I actually, I actually bought the white henny too today. So, um, oh yeah. yeah? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, but I'm, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna stay true to who I am. You know what I mean, I'm keeping them segregated, keeping them separate. <laughs> I mean, we, we ain't gonna be no mixing, no mixing, no <laughs> mixing. You know, but yo, know, fabulous show. You know, what I mean, Thank great you. dialogue. I'm gonna just fall back and let y'all take it all home. This is this is powerful. I can't wait. My daughter's is at work. I can't wait to play this back for them tomorrow. After you know, what I mean, I come from my little cousin funeral. We are gonna ride home and listen to the show and we'll put it in, put it in the wheel and let them listen to how powerful that is.
4: Wow, mm-hmm. thank you.
1: All right, so I'm gonna mute
4: myself.
3: Yeah. Y'all do the same. Thank you,
0: Mr. On Point.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Come there. on with the
4: controversy. Um, Come on with
5: it. <laughs> I, but you know what? There's no controversy tonight. I can't. How can I? Cannot. But what I am going to say is that women do women shit. Get what I'm saying? It's like men do men shit. You know, um, too often people equate with being a man or a woman with materialistic or with profession or with um, bank accounts, You know, that's not what makes a woman or a man. Maturity makes a woman and a man. Experience makes a woman or a man. Age don't even make a woman or a man. You know what I mean? When you get a certain age, your mindset should change. You know what I'm saying? Um, you should think differently. You should move differently. You know what I mean? They say the older, the wiser. Everybody's not going to be able to flow with that. Everybody's not going to be able to rock with that. Because your maturity may not be their maturity. You know what I'm saying? Your growth may not be their growth. So when it comes to women, I, I, I don't call every female a woman, first of all, no matter what her age is. A woman has to apply. It has to be applied. I have to see it and the way she carries herself, and the way she, her mannerism, her conversation. You see what I'm saying? That is what a woman is to me, a woman who handles her business, who um, takes care of her her children and her responsibilities, a woman who takes care of her men. You know what I mean? Like, it's certain things that women do that all females don't do. It's certain things that women will take from a man that a lot of females won't do. And when I say a lot of things women won't take for a man, I say that in the sense of the maturity and being mature enough to know he being a nurturer can pretty much already identify why a man is acting the way he's acting or going where he's going. she will know that the odds are against him. she will know that certain... Um, Things he has is not in his control. You know what I mean, um, but you still know how to deal with him and talk to him and speak to him as well. You know how to address him As you know, I am a woman and I am an adult, and you're going to, you know, treat me as such. So, yeah. Once again, just because you're certain age don't make you a woman. Just because you have a certain profession don't make you a woman. Don't just because you have. Uh, a nice bank account. Don't make you a woman. You know what I'm saying? And then, at the same time, a woman will know how to raise her daughters. You see what I'm saying? She will know how to raise her daughters. And in fact, she won't have to know how to raise her daughters because she'll be the model for her daughters. See, so this is what every woman has got. Like right now, you have a bunch of females at uh Joe alaba I mean, uh, what is it? Uh, Chuck Alibaz watching the, the London Hip-Hop New York uh, uh, premiere. You see what I'm saying? You have a bunch of females at the Jay-Z concert right now. You know what I mean? There's not wrong with these things. But at the same time, the reality is a woman knows <laughs> and... Don't take this the wrong way. A woman knows her place. She knows her position. She knows her role. She knows her value. She knows her worth. You know what I'm saying? And no one can take that from her. No one can be little work. No one can tell her anything different. You see know what I mean? A woman knows how to uplift her man. She knows how to support her man. These are things that women know. A woman has confidence when she walks in a room, and when other women are around, she still keeps her head held high. You do James. I'm um, So these are things that a woman knows and a woman does. You see what I'm saying? And I appreciate the dialogue you I have because females need to hear it. And one thing I have say, for certain, two things I have to say for sure um DJ Philly Joy as a woman at all by all me. You know I mean, um, I've been around her enough to watch her, interact with her, listen to her, and she is consistent. She is damn sure consistent. Um that's okay, the conversations that we've held um that I've heard you on air speak the way you speak just the fact that you are mentoring young females. You see what I'm saying? This tells me that you're a woman at every call. When I hear your story about how you, you know, your sons and, and your children and you know, how you fell for a minute and you got back up, that's the stuff that women go through. And that's what makes them as strong as they are. And, you know, just listening to that is what she call like... Sometimes she's passionate, and all her words paths, like, "Hold up," and then other times she's like, nah, "I'm, I'm, I'm telling, I'm falling back. I'm, I agree. Like, but one thing for certain, two things for sure, she's passionate about how she feels. You know what I mean, and she says how she feels. And this is what women do, but more importantly, the way she says it. So yeah, that's all I want to say. You know which mean? y'all, y'all. I appreciate all of y'all. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going back Thank home because
2: I'm in the
4: back
5: with my daughter.
0: Okay. Thank you.
4: And I agree. There's DJ Philly Joy, like, beautiful examples and models of women and women being transparent and being able to say, I've been through certain things. And I'm not ashamed of it. And I want to share and heal. Mm-hmm. Is definitely a grown woman. That's what grown women do. So I appreciate how open you are and have been. And like I said, I definitely want to, you know, collaborate and keep talking and keep trying to figure out different ways because I'm always trying to figure out different ways to get through to young people um, just about, growing and sometimes we have to rewire the way they think and kind of give them new tools and new ways of learning because they can't just,
0: they can't just know. They have to learn it. And for me, having a daughter, thank God I only have one daughter. She's 19. Um, it, it, It changes you. It changes you.
4: I was a little girl. I had I had a little girl. It was difficult, but it definitely changes you. There's certain things. There's a lot of things that I don't do because I'm a mother. And mm-hmm. I was 19 when I had her, so that, you know, eliminated a lot of things. It saved me in, in a sense. It, I also missed out on a lot of stuff, but probably stuff that I didn't need to do anyway. So I have, there's certain rules that apply to being a mother of a daughter. And the same for sons. I mean, there's, there's certain things that you just can't do. Can't bring men around. Can't have alcohol in the house. No smoking. No, you know, I don't watch TV. It's a lot of restrictions, but it it's a requirement. And like Mr. Allpoint said, that's just the requirement of being a woman. It, it, if it happens, it doesn't mean you're a bad person, but it's just the way that you decide to raise your children, and especially if you're a single parent, you do everything you can to teach them, you know. So, and just talking is not enough. You have to be that way. So, I, I do agree. And yes, um, I didn't ask. Do you have children? Yes, I have two daughters. Oh, ages ages ten <laughs> and three. Oh, good. Oh, you got to be. Yeah. Okay. The um, 2 your old is fun. <laughs> I'm sure. Mm-hmm. That, that's the ten year old is the second mommy, and the yes. three year old is the the boss. Yes, she <laughs> is. Yes, She'll be she four is. in February, God willing. Um, yeah. Yep, two so, girls. I remember um, when my daughter was three. As much as I told her, she's beautiful and bought her clothes all the time. You know. They only wear a one out, uh, outfit one time because you're constantly kind of buying clothes and the hair and the barrettes and all of that stuff. It still didn't mm-hmm. eliminate those insecurities when you got older. So, yeah. what what do you think? Like, I, I, I'm not having any more children at, <laughs> at all. I want another
2: one. Do you? Well,
4: I yeah, do. I mean, yeah. I um. So you should. But I don't know if it'll happen. My husband was deported earlier this year. So the chances of me meeting someone else fast enough to even want to actually have another baby with them by next year, my cutoff, because I'll be 39 in April, God willing. And I better not hear that repeated anywhere because I tell, I don't. Um, I haven't figured out the age that I'm going by yet, but it's not yeah. 38. It's younger. Right. So, whoever's listening, y'all better not repeat that. You're but but next old. year, I know, right? So I, I, I would like to. Um, I would, I wouldn't mind. Um, one more, like I said, next year would be my cutoff, though. You know what I mean? So I mm-hmm. could deliver before um, hitting 40.
1: You, you know can adopt.
4: I mean, how? You can adopt.
1: You can adopt a newborn. Well, I got
4: some kids over here. If
1: you
4: yeah. really want one, I'm, I'm not, not opposed three. to adopting, but I would like okay. to actually deliver one more too. Oh, you know? Oh God! Really? Right.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm saying. I this. love
4: it's... kids. Oh my God, okay. I love. Okay. If you kids. really,
1: if you want, I'm about to on on. I think it's the either the tense. Or we're not sure tentative is the tenth. Mm-hmm. But my little lyric is gonna be here in the world.
2: Oh and Lyric, I love
4: the name. I like that.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Little lyric will be here. And she already got me wrapped around her little finger.
2: Yeah. I just rushed oh. while I
1: was I was driving when I was talking to y'all, coming from work. I then ran upstairs, I had to rub the belly. Oh, my God. Make sure what 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 I, to, I talk talked to my daughter.
4: I love it. You know I'm saying it. I love it. Now
1: I'm gonna get a lot of flack for what I'm about to say because it's a woman show, but <laughs> I'm I'm that I'm that I'm that one, two three in the morning. What you want? All right, I'm going, <laughs>
2: oh and I'm God out God. the door,
1: getting the snacks <laughs> or yeah I mean, seven. you know that's I what I do. You know, whatever, but I this this is Yeah you know I'm saying, oh and see you say you want know I got I got plenty. You know what I'm saying? This this number eleven. So when you you, you know you wanna borrow All something, right. come on get it. Number eleven. Yeah, yeah.
4: Who has eleven? Yeah. You busy. Oh yeah. <laughs> busy. Five
1: five girls, five boys.
4: Get what? Wow. I'll take the newborn. <laughs> I'll take the new baby. It's Man, also like a, a newborn. We're
1: going to have a time with this one, though.
4: Well, my cousin is 19. He's only—he's not even a whole year older than me.
1: Yeah, well, we're going to have huh? a problem with this one. He Heart, is
4: 19. She drinks,
1: is... she drinks water and gets heartburn.
4: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay.
1: It's hair everywhere, well, probably. Yeah. But, <laughs> but no, um. No, I'm serious like to me, you know what I'm saying it's the greatest gift in the world, you know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: To to to, you know, I ain't, I'm not a spring chicken, you know what I mean? So I'm starting over. My youngest is fourteen. So I'm starting oh, over. Yeah,
4: you really are oh, starting. Over. Yeah, that baby is gonna be so spoiled, my mm-hmm.
1: God. Well, oh yeah, but you know what? I tell you this though. My older, my older girls. My oldest girl is twenty nine.
2: Oh, when I told her
1: about it, the first thing she said was, "Yes." I mm-hmm. said, "Are you really happy for a little sister?" She was like, "Yup." I can borrow mm-hmm. her and give her back, and I ain't got yeah. to. Have <laughs> I can still start. I can stay stay on my mission. So that's how I feel. I mean, you know, it's a beautiful thing, man having having children and. Oh, my goodness, man. It's just they make, they make life so uncomplicated when you look at them. All the stuff that you go through during the day, and when you hold them or look at them and you're nurturing them, you forget about everything that stressed you out that day because you're concerned about them. And that's a beautiful feeling. That's unconditional love when you forget about the whole world to concentrate on
5: what they're talking about.
4: Yeah, because they're so innocent and so hopeful and so non-judgmental. <laughs> yeah, they Good. are. But see, I don't want to pay daycare no more. Everybody knows that's my that's right the there. That's the part. That part I right there. I don't want to pay childcare mm-hmm. ever again in my life. That part. Well, mm-hmm. well,
2: well.
1: Then get on board. Get on board. Okay. Because my classes start up in January, even though I'm having a baby. Um. I'm trying to get all my clearances and everything and I'm gonna open up a twenty four hour daycare.
4: Oh man, you got to be rich. You are so, about to be rich.
1: So that even yeah, nice. even even in the even if it's the welfare to work program, you know, some can't do it because there's no daycares open at night. Well, bring your children here. We got a confident okay. staff, we're gonna have meals, we're gonna have a, a nutritionist so there ain't gonna be none of that airmark food in there, or none of that meals That's will be prepared, that. you know, to, according to allergies or uh, everything, right? I'm gonna have a, a a teaching staff, so it's just not like they being babysat. They will be educated as well, you know, and it, it, it's gonna be living quarters. It's gonna be up, it's gonna be up to specs, everything. And, you know, I'm I'm even going as far as, listen, even if you, you know, I'd rather you bring your kid to me than leave your kid home alone while you want to go out and party. I'd rather you bring them here, you know, because we hear so many things, people leave their kids at home and fire start and the mother's know. you know what I mean, the neglect. I don't want that. If you feel as though it's that important for you to go out and shake your bonbon and bond with your girlfriends, bring your child here, we'll watch
2: that's excellent.
4: And um did you is it a class like what is it, like a two day training in are you in Philly?
1: I'm in Delaware. Oh,
4: okay. So what what is the course? Is it like a two day course or is it something longer that you gotta do?
1: It's a little longer. It's a little longer, but it I mean, school is school is my thing. You know I mean I don't right. say it I don't say it too often but you know I mean I did graduate. You know what I mean? I was a school teacher for a few years in the Philadelphia public school system. So it's not a, school is not far-fetched for me. You know what I mean? I might not be, um, you know, a brainiac like this, but I'm I'm, I'm all right. I'm all
2: right. I'm
1: all
4: right. (laughs) Well, I want to, I want to, I would love to, if you don't mind, donate because I think it's so important to school the children at home. I'm thinking about my, Youngest son, I'm thinking about homeschooling. I don't. I, I'm trying to figure out the time because I'm so busy. But uh, my other son is graduating from high school next year, so I'm not going to pull him out. But I think it's real important to school the children at home. I think the school system is not a priority and it's not important anymore because it's not about the kids at all. No,
2: so it's
1: about.
4: I have.
1: It's yeah, about. The, it's, it's about a paycheck to some. Right, and, and now I'm gonna I'm keep it. I'm gonna keep it a beam with you. I'm grown. This one teacher stands out in my mind. Right, oh, he
2: mm-hmm. was.
1: He was. He was my eighth grade math teacher at Strawberry Mansion. His
2: mm-hmm. name
1: was Carlos Burke, Mister Burke. Right and we used to like you know the first couple of days you know after you get your roster y'all going there we all rowdy laughing and playing so it went on for a couple of days and all he did was sit there and he would open his briefcase up and read his newspaper so one day i asked him i said yo i mean, i said i said, mr burke what's up man you, you going to teach us or what he said when y'all come in here act like y'all want to learn i'll teach you i got my education i get a paycheck whether i teach you well, I don't, but it's up to you if you want to learn. Wow. I never forget that dude for that, right? I actually, and then, I, and, I, and I was a class clown to an extent. I did my work, but I still like to, you know, do stupid stuff. I was a kid, right? But the next day when I came into class, I sat in the front of the class. People came in and was like, oh, hey, what's up, man? You ain't, oh, Yo, cool out, man. Let's, let's see what he got to say. And he started teaching us and he made it fun. And even when I left Strawberry Mansion, he stayed in contact with my family just to make sure if I was, you know, cool, if I needed any help in math or anything. He checked on my schoolwork. He didn't have to do that. I wasn't even in his school no more. A lot of teachers don't care anymore. They just in it for a check. We we all remember, teacher used to jack you up in school. Mm-hmm. Can't do that no more. But it's a few of them out there that do really care, right? Yeah. I, I'm gonna let I let mine stay in school because of the the social camaraderie that they, I think that they need to experience. But when they come home, I'm still drilling them with the schoolwork. Like yo, come on, let's do this. All right, you on this chapter, but. Come on, you you, you, you you playing with this chapter. Let's get to the next chapter so that they can be a little more advanced to help out. I teach them at home and at school. And that's a beautiful thing, though.
4: Yeah, I think, and I think too, because I have to reinforce everything once they get home, that sometimes that could be overwhelming. And I know in Jersey, there's activities, they have stuff that the kids can do if they're homeschooled during the day for that social part. Um but like like I said, my son he comes home and I literally if he brings the test home and there's anything wrong, I'm going over it with him. I'm helping him redo his homework. So it's like, why is he going to school? <laughs> I mean, everything like we talked about on another show, to me is about the standardized testing, is getting them ready for the standardized test. That it, it's not really about them retaining anything. And as far as history goes, they're not learning about themselves. And I I just feel like for what was the point? So I know when I was in in school, the only thing I can really, like, remember is African-American history, and that was an elective class that I just stumbled upon because I needed an extra class. And that was the only thing that really, like, wow, you know, and I really loved school, but the social part of it, it it just overtook the academics. I couldn't even think straight because somebody always wanted to fight. Somebody always wanted to fight. So, but that was then, and I I was in school in um, PA in Harrisburg. So, you know, it was was very rough at that school. Um, But, like I said, I noticed with my son, his conversation is more about the social aspect of school and not the learning part of school. So I'm redoing everything when he gets home anyway. so. Yeah, but I like I said I have um, a lot of stuff that I've I've gotten for my girls who for younger kids that I would definitely donate books, brand new books, and the kids, you know, my kids, I have books all over the house and I don't make them read anything. They just go and grab because that that's even part of the decoration around here. But that's not going on at school. They have iPads at school. That's what they do. <laughs> they don't hardly pick up a book at all. So. I am applauding you for, for doing this because it's gonna make a lot of you know, change for young kids. And when they start school they'll be more prepared. You know, than going to daycare and just kinda of sitting there and right. not really doing much.
1: Yeah, well well, you know, you need to know more than just coloring when you right. you know, get out of get out of daycare. It's just that, you know, like some but like some of my homies they don't like when I say it. Right, in Japan, you know they go to school six days a week
2: mm-hmm.
1: all year long they okay. get they get like two weeks off in the summer, two weeks off they get two weeks off per season yep. right, and but they're in school now, they're not in school all day, but they go every day because if you're in school, in my opinion, the learning curve once you're in school eight nine hours, you forgot what happened the first couple of hours,
2: Mm -hmm. right?
1: So if you could shorten the day, right, shorten the day, but have them go more days, it would be more beneficial to these children. Now, of course, they're not going to see it that way, those that, you know, they're just trying to get by. But the ones that are actually there learning, and, and I think the ones that are just trying to get by will learn more if they had a shortened day, but they had to go to school more days.
4: Right. They will be more engaged I think because once you're out of school for the summer, you're spending four or five months trying to catch up and that's frustrating for the kids. They're they're trying to remember what they learned
2: mm-hmm. four
4: months prior. Um they, so, they yeah, lack passion too. They lack passion and they don't yeah. a lot of teachers don't adjust their um their uh style. The instructional right. so i remember being like math was my favorite my absolute favorite as a matter of fact it was my under one of my undergraduate majors and i remember being um in high school and um we had a foreign teacher for uh one of the algebra classes cita was her name and she would get up I, I i i understood it but but that was my strength but she would Teach, and the rest of the class would look at her and they not understand. And I would literally get up out of my seat, go to the board, and explain it, um, show it in a different way, so that everybody would get Mm -hmm. it. Cedar would see that the majority of the class did not understand it in the way that she was explaining it. Right. Yet she ignored that and continued to, you know, do it in that way, and you know, and could have potentially just lost everybody. Yeah, you know, had I not interjected, like I, I didn't care. Like I would get up and just do it because it drove me nuts. Like you see, mm-hmm. and nobody gets it, and yet you're still, you know, doing it in this way. And another thing, um, I recently, I was in Philadelphia. Uh, one of my friends um, took me to their son's school. Um, he he goes to a, a school for Um, like, kids that have, like, behavioral issues and such. And um, I remember uh, I walked into the classroom, and now I'm not the parent, you know. I'm just there. And I asked the teachers, um, the kids, where they were just, it was like a free, I don't know if it was an indoor recess. I was just confused by what was going on. So I asked, I said, is this an indoor recess? You know, what's going on here? And they said, "Oh no, they're having lunch and they get to play." So then I asked about, you know, their um, like the curriculum, what what they, you know, what the lesson plan was for the day. And um, she said to me, like she broke it down. But then she said, um, for history or social studies or whatever, she said um, they were talking going to talk about, um, I forget exactly. I'm just going to say something like some government in let's say Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe like with the governor in Alabama or something like that. And I, I frowned at her and I and I let her finish and I said, Well I said, you know, if you if I, I said if you were um talking to me about something in Alabama, I said I wouldn't be interested either. I would lose interest. I would lose focus. I would start um twiddling my pencil Mm -hmm. Um, if I have a phone or whatever, I would start, you know, I would do, I said, why would I care? You know, I said, and the, and these kids, uh, 10 years old. So if I don't care at 38 about what's going on in Alabama, um, as a matter of fact, she said it was their icebreaker for the day. Like in order to like, once they get in from school, I mean, get into school, um, that was her way, like, she sparked a conversation to, like, gain their focus or gain their attention or whatever. Right. So I'm like, why would you talk about that? I said, if anything, I would um, talk about something that they all could identify with, um, let's say, it was uh, mostly boys. It was actually all boys in that class, and let's say basketball was a common interest. You know, I would just pick something that they that would excite them, something that they yes. would want they to engage in. Yes. Right. Like, so when she said yes. something about, I'm just saying Alabama, but it was, like, in a different state, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's something you are interested in, not the 9- uh, and 10-year-old boys. Right. I said, I, you know, and and, of course, I didn't say it in that way. I'm very careful about my delivery. I didn't want to offend her or anything like that, but I still wanted to get my point across that um, you're a part of the problem. The -hmm. the problem being that they are not attentive. They're not focused because it's boring. The topic that you chose is boring. Um, You could, you know, um, sorry, y'all. When I get tired, I'm always at a loss for words. But the point point is, yeah, that's when I know my brain is shutting down.
2: But Mm -hmm. the point
4: is that they are inflexible. And they forget yeah. to I'm saying with their instructional methods and then they forget their audience sometimes. Like using that example, she picked something that she was interested in. Right. Forgetting yeah. that she you know, having this conversation with nine and ten year old children. So and and that and also that they lack passion. A lot of them really don't care, as uh one of you said it's just really about a paycheck or just being there mm-hmm. but they really don't care anymore whether or not they get it. Yep. And I I would assume I mean I'm not a teacher but just dealing with kids you have to research everything that's going on right now and make it apply to when you talk to them because they are you have to keep their attention. And I I have that have had that issue with my daughter. I You know, raise all kinds of hell in the school district because, you know, just because she's not picking it up the way you're putting it down doesn't mean she's not smart. So I fought tooth and nail. And like I said, I reinforce everything when they get home. Um, I'm really into the quality of their work because to me, it's like, this is your stuff. This is what you're getting ready to turn in. So make it beautiful every Mm -hmm. time, whether it's easy or hard or whatever. But um, like you said, they don't, they don't really adjust. And I think teachers, they do the best that they can because they're given rules and regulations that they have to stay in. So they do the best they can. And, you know, I, like I said, I had my kids in private school, the older two, when they were little, and it was very hard paying for, but it was very worth it because those teachers really cared. You know, they had they worked with very little, but they really cared and stayed after and, and all of that. So teachers do the best they can, but I think that schools, their business, just like prisons, just like everything else in the United States, it's a business, and it's, we got to snatch our kids back. Definitely got to snatch them back and kind of give, feed them what they need to know in the world. And learning about a governor in Alabama doesn't matter to a 10-year-old. It, it right. just doesn't it, it doesn't even it, it may never be an issue for that child, so they need to learn life skills they need to learn their history that's something that I think is very important for black kids, especially <laughs> they need to learn their history in particular um black girls especially need to learn about women's history and you know all the things that women have gone through you can't really identify with yourself, I think that will help with the confidence level if you knew exactly what happened before you, before you even came. The the fight that occurred before you even were born, I think that would build a lot of confidence in, you know, our kids. So I applaud you again, Mr. Um, I can't believe you said that, for creating that. It's giving me chills, really, because people don't care. People just don't care. We just complain about how terrible our kids are, but with nobody helping to fix it. So, I really applaud that
0: because it's going. That's going to be a lot of work, but it's definitely worth it. That's why I said, I, whatever you know, I can do to
4: support to send stuff. I would definitely do that. Support I
1: got you, family. and I'll make sure I keep you. I keep you posted. I keep everybody posted. You know what no. I mean, on what we're doing,
5: but it's, just trying to make it
2: happen.
5: Yeah. It's um, it's funny because um, uh, I've i been – uh, I actually have people, as you speak, that are um, – I've just actually gotten my application for On Point Academy. Um,
2: mm, and be cool. I've been
5: talking about doing this for some time um, since I left the school district. Um, in 2014 and one of the things that I wanted to bring back was the um, the Panther breakfast where the kids yeah. from the neighborhood even if they don't go there if they want to stop by and get breakfast they can't. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, I wanted to make the curriculum school ready. You know what I mean? Because I, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and she was saying, I heard daughters, you know, just go to school and they come back with their knees, their holes in the knees of their pants and stuff, where they just crawl around all day. They take naps, they watch movies. You know what I mean? Where we we don't want to do that. You know what I mean? We want to put in position or in place
2: an actual curriculum for them to learn. So by the
5: time they get to first grade, they know exactly what they need to know I
2: mean, before they even go there,
5: because I was raised that teaching starts at home, you know what I'm saying? So we all know in the days, times, and society that everybody at home ain't teaching.
2: Them. You know what I mean? The television
5: is teaching them. So in that situation, we want to make sure that the children are, are, are ready, you know, uh, school ready. Um, so, yeah, we've been we've been talking about going On Point Academy for some time. Um, it was actually the idea actually started as a charter school and there was a lot of um, red tape with the charter school thing that's what I kind of got a little discouraged to be honest with you because there was a lot that you had to know do be everything you know what I mean because we were talking about I think it was like uh, it wasn't up to 8th grade I think it went up to like 5th grade or something like that But One Point Academy will be servicing children that are between the ages of, I believe it's like four and six, something to that nature, where right before they go to first grade. I don't remember what grade first grade is. I think it's like seven or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, No. What what grade is first grade?
4: Six? Well, what about – yeah, it's like six. But what about, so you want to do like a um, kindergarten, like pre-K and kindergarten?
5: It's like a pre-K. It's like a okay. pre-K, yeah. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't really want to, I don't want the daycare age. You know what I mean? Um, that's mm-hmm. not, you know, we want them school ready. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we want them, when they go to first grade, we want them to know everything they need to know and something. You know what I'm saying? So when they do watch movies, it'll be movies that are both entertaining and educational at the same time because we both know, I mean, we all know that children learn to um, fun a lot of times. If it's boring to them, they're not going to care about it. They're not going to tune in, you know and I mean, no matter what, who you are or what type of program you have. If it's not engaging and interactive, as a teacher for 15 years in the school district, I know if children are not engaged and they're not interacting, they're not going to be engaged and they're not going to interact. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, I'm blessed to have Kim uh, Mitchell, who, who is On Point 360 coordinator uh, with the mentoring program, who still teaches in the classroom. And once On Point Academy starts, um, I'm hoping that he will actually take on, like, a director position or something. Because I honestly, I just want to see it, it, it grow and go. I don't want to really be involved as far as teaching or any of that. I don't want to, I just want to watch and make sure everybody doing what they are supposed to do as far as the school so, you know, I can see, you know, that the the children develop and come through us, through the people that we have there, and you know, make it. You know what I mean, go to the first grade knowing what they need to go, come back years later. Like that's the type of thing I want. I would like to see the same impact and influence that I made as a teacher, the same impact and influence that I want to make as uh, a a person with a a actual you know school or you know academy whatever you know. They wear uniforms, you know what I mean? So it's 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 in the works, it's in play. Um I'm I'm I have the paperwork, but as I said before, it's so much going on with with on point right now as far as the radio, the plant, the apparel, like I'm so far behind. But that paperwork right there is getting pushed because I I have some people that's in the cut waiting. I mean, but a lot of people are telling me, man, listen <laughs> you're doing too much. You know what I'm saying? You're doing too much. This one right here is what you need to be
2: doing.
5: And I agree. So, um, listen, that's what we all need, our own schools. Then we need to graduate to our own market. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's, I'm loving the, positive, the positivity right now. I'm loving
4: yeah. Well, I would love to be a part of that as well because I think that that age group, that's important to get them at that age with, you know, prepping and also confidence building at that age. And I was actually talking to someone, I had a meeting in training today, and I'm involved in a couple organizations, but this one is called the Women of Color Task Force. That's one of the organizations I want to, See if you are you'd be interested in it's, okay. It's focused on domestic violence awareness and prevention, but um, like I said, I I always think that you know the younger you get kids, the better. And of course, we're not going to teach three and five year olds about domestic violence, but definitely teach them about self love and confidence awesome. and esteem. So you know you instill that in a child at, at three they will be ba- they will be bound to run into that type of problem later in life but sometimes we skip over that subject you know with little ones so um but the, but these women are phenomenal they're on target with what how we need to market this how we need to get the information out there but my fo- my focus their focus is is awareness and they help a lot of women that have already experienced it but to me it's like prevention, prevention, prevention. We're very reactive. So I think if we get the kids young and really make a point to talk about loving themselves and being confident and, you know, being, you know, taking pride in their work, taking pride in the way they're dressed and their neatness and all of that kind of stuff, and we instill that when they're young and just keep building on that, I think we'll have a different turnout, especially we you talk about girls. We would have a different turnout with young ladies in little school and high school and the young men, and conflict won't be such a big deal for young kids because they're going to be too much in love with themselves to even get involved, and that's that's my goal with my organization and also working with others is kind of
0: getting them young, so um,
4: I love it. I love the whole idea of opening a school for black kids. I love it because I think they. I mean, I'm sure you guys are going to throw some history in there, and that's important also. I love Martin Luther King, and I love Rosa Parks, which today marks the day that she. Protests. Um, I know there was others before her, um, but today is her day that she protested, and I love the the information about that. But there's more to Black people than those two people. There was there, there's a lot of people involved in the civil rights movement. And
2: black
4: history. Yeah. So the kids need to know. They definitely need to know. You know
5: it, it's funny to uh, especially that she said that because my daughter came home from school today. And um, <laughs> we were having a conversation and she said something about uh, she learned, they learned. You no, know, she said, Where did they come up with AT? No, XNT. I was like, What? Mm-hmm. What did they come up with I was like, "You mean AT and T?" She was like, "Yeah, that thing." AT and <laughs>
2: <laughs> I
5: was like, "I don't know. I think it stands for you know Alexander Graham Bell's telephone." Uh, uh, I'm about what I told you. That's what I, I guess it stands for.
2: Uh,
5: I guess it's, you know something to do with Alexander Graham Bell
2: that
5: that uh, they say made the telephone. I was like, but he actually didn't. Uh, Granville she was there, and she was like, and he was black, wasn't he? I was like, yep. And she was like, I knew you was going to tell me that.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: knew you was going to tell me that. She was like, that was nope. going to be my next thing. He stole it from a black person, didn't he? Because I beat them. I, I don't want to say, are we following or?
2: We, we don't. Oh,
5: yeah Okay. We don't. Uh, it's like I, I teach them and I educate them. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
5: So when they go to That's school for that very reason, yeah, yeah. So when they go to school, can't nobody beat them in the head with no misinformation. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? So that situation, I actually was proud of her that she even said that, but she's a wise one anyway. She's a wise ass. So, you know what I mean? Um, it, Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King will probably be the last ones that we learn about in this academy. There's so many other people that were more prominent. We know why they would have chosen one. You know
4: what yeah. I mean? They would have so, cleaned up yeah, we, gonna... And they they do yeah, you not know, they... but it's more it's more to it and you know, I used to make my
2: kids
4: <laughs> I used to make my kids watch the Martin Luther King speech every M L K birthday. It wasn't like you just wanna have a day off. You really gotta absorb right. the reason. But um and he was powerful. And I, like I said before, he was a real thug. But it's more to it. It's, more to, it's even more for him that they need to know. He wasn't just this peaceful guy, he was a man who went through all kinds of hell. But there's a lot of things missing. And I think not telling them is just like lying to them. So I'm down for all of that stuff y'all talking about schools and teaching. I love it. I love it. That's, just how, yeah. Yeah, so That's well, the Yeah, I appreciate everybody. it's time to wrap it up. Um I'm sorry, Mr. On point, I don't have the the track. The computer is having kind of issues
5: Well I got uh, I, all I could do in that situation is ask you a question. You on point?
4: Mm-hmm. Yep,
3: yeah, I'm on point. <laughs> Please uh, well, so
4: glasses Have a good night. Thank you, Deb. Thank you, Miss. Nice Good night. Thank you. You're so Joy. Talk to you soon.
1: All right. Yes.
0: Good night. Good night, All people. Night. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.